everyone. Thank you for listening to Life with Monty Margaria. You're listening to me and Monty Margaria. So this is going to be, like the title says, it's just basically story time. So (laughs) yeah, this is just a little anecdote episode where I kind of talk about things that happen in the day. So this today is actually February 10th. So you probably won't hear this for a few weeks, actually. So I have gotten a new job, which I need to be fingerprinted in. So I go up to the place. It's in Newark, not that far from my house. And I get out the Uber. And as I'm getting out of the Uber, I my foot hits the curb and I get like nosedive into the cement. I kind of injure the bottom of my hand. Sorry if it sounds like... If my voice sounds weird, it's because I have a, lo- a lozenge in my hand, in my mouth. I have a low cold. I know if you guys know that I, like, literally gotten over a, a cold not that long ago, but my throat's still kind of iffy. So, it's just weather. It always gets through. I always feel this way during, like, this time of the year. So, I injured the bottom of my hands here. And I'm supposed to get fingerprinted in, like, two seconds, right? Um, and a little bit of bruising with my knee. So my knee is kind of like bruised. It's, it's not looking that that hot right now. Because I, I kind of hit it really hard. But, oh my god, I scared the people. The Uber guy literally looked at me. And then he drove around the, the fucking... Sorry if I'm cursing, guys. So he drove around the parking lot went the other way and then looked at me again and then drove off <laughs> and then there was this family that got scared the 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 mother of the family came over like are you okay are you okay i was like yes yes i'm fine i'm trying to suppress the the will to laugh because i wasn't em- as i wasn't embarrassed as much as i was just amused so like, wow, I'm this much of a klutz. I like literally am like a few steps away from my destination and I just like hit the floor. I took a nose dive into this pavement. It's hilarious. And I'm just <laughs> actually I'm like, that's just me. I am a klutz. I will literally trip over air if I could. Um I've always been that way. Nothing has really changed ever since I was a kid. Tripping over my own feet. So, I kind of laughing it off and I'm trying to suppress it because I don't want the girl in there who's doing my fingerprinting thinking I'm nutso. So, I'm just sitting there like, okay, play cool. You know, no one knows that you just did this except for you. And good thing, the, the bottom of my left hand was kind of dirty because that's where uh, when the scars are but you can't see that when you're doing it because she doesn't sit there and say let me see your palms she just says it, it says like oh put your your thumb here your finger there whatever and you do that so I was like goodness I don't want to have to explain why my hands are dirty <laughs> like that because it's only a small area that was dirty because then it, I probably would start laughing Hysterically, and she probably would think I was crazy. So, basically, I was the one taking the Uber back home. Another Uber back home. I'm sitting there thinking about, like, wow, if this was me, like, a few years ago, I probably would have not even picked my head up. I probably would have avoided everybody's glance as I walked to CVS to wait for the Uber I would have just sat there and been like so embarrassed but me I'm just like okay it happened it's hilarious I'm trying not to laugh so I don't seem like an idiot but or like some crazy girl just laughing out of nowhere but I'm just sitting there like oh my god like uh, okay wait till I get home wait till I get home to like completely freaking laugh and wash my hands and sterilize it so I don't get like an infection or something but I was thinking in the ride back and I started smirking I don't think the guy noticed (laughs) but 
I'm like, wow. It's like thinking about how it was before and how I would have reacted years ago compared to now where I just don't care. Like, it's just, it's hilarious. It's funny to me. It's like, I've changed a lot over the years. And that type of recognition, that realization of like, how much I've grown as a person that's something that would before would have made me feel like oh my god I can't it's like it doesn't bother me anymore so I I thought about it like even when it comes to the course in life that I'm taking now like things when I first started writing I was so nervous that people would not like my work, that I refused. I was afraid that people would steal my work. I was afraid people wouldn't like it. I had all these doubts about why I should not post my stuff. And then one day, one of my friends found my poetry and stuff, and some of my fan fiction started posting them online. And then I started getting positive feedback. And he's like, look. You were afraid for nothing. And look at all these people who like yourself. And for the first time, I realized that maybe I could actually fulfill this dream. That I can actually make this dream come true. Maybe it's possible. Maybe all my doubts are for nothing. So, it took me a while to get to a point where even today, like... Before, if I read, like, negative reviews or whatever, I would be like, oh, you know, take it so so much to heart, or people unsubscribe, I take it to heart. Now I'm at a place where it's like, you know, alright, alright, you know, that's your opinion. That's like your opinion, man, like Bart Simpson says. That's like your opinion, man. Uh, That is, like, my motto now. (laughs) I don't care as much, you know, and... I'm like, it's okay, because I know people have their own tastes, and not everybody's going to like my book, not everybody's going to like my work, you know, not everybody's going to be a fan, people are going to unsubscribe, not everybody's going to want to know what's going on, and that's okay with me, and I had to learn that, I had to kind of just be able to be like, you know, not let things like that bother me. That I had to learn to let things go and not take everything to heart. And so, even when I was sitting there in the car, like, trying not to start grinning like the Joker. Because, <laughs> I mean, I was, like, laughing on the inside. I was like, I, I thought about, like, how much I've grown as a person. And even, it's it's been a pretty short amount of time that I've actually grown. Because when it comes to, like, how I react about certain things. Because I used to, in the beginning of this, when I first published Pacemaker, I did take stuff to heart. Like, even unsubscriptions. Like, I would try to figure out why people aren't unsubscribing. But now it's like, you know, whatever. You know, you unsubscribe, you unsubscribe. But I bet you these same people that unsubscribe are going to subscribe later when they realize more and more people are reading myself. So I'm not really worried about it. But I came a long way from like just a few months where things like this bothered me. Just like when I felt like normal normally I'd be embarrassed, but now I just I find it hilarious. It's my view on life on certain circumstances has evolved, it's changed and the fact that it's constantly changing where I'm taking less things to heart and kind of just doing what makes doing what I'm passionate about and not worrying as much about the critics as much as those people who support me and making sure that I make something that they can enjoy and I make sure that it's perfect for them that I feel that that type of drive that that goal to make things 
to target it basically towards my readers and the ones that support me, the ones that are constantly opening my emails or constantly following me and stuff like that. The ones that support me are the ones that I am targeting everything that I write towards. Because without them, I would not be where I am today. And I hope more and more, I get more and more readers who are constantly supporting me. So, if you feel like you've had either a literal fall and you felt embarrassed about it, or it's just a hiccup in life, unless it's something that's like life or death, try not to take it to heart. Try not, if it's something that it's like, you know, a mistake or something that you can most likely try again and, you know, learn from that mistake, try again and, you know, keep moving forward, then do so. You don't have to focus on things that, you shouldn't give certain things too much energy because if you do, you become depressed, you become you kind of derail yourself from focusing on the goal at hand or your dream. So even though that's not the case here, that that was not why I felt. It's like that's what I equated this for. Is like if I sat there and I I was brooding over that, I would forget about my goals at hand. I have other things I have to worry about today. I have to continue editing eyes so I get to announce my advanced reviewers. I have things I have to accomplish and focusing solely on that which is derail me from my goals and it's not worth it so this is a little bit of advice for you guys you know don't give you know don't focus too much on negative things if negative things happen or if you have a few hiccups in life try to overcome them try to like you know if it if something doesn't go your way then you figure out a way to like analyze the situation if it's something that can be rectified then you rectify it you figure out how to adjust or you learn from it and try to better yourself to to try for that goal again if it if there's other ways that you can reach the same ending end goal without going through whatever that hiccup was then try it so that's my story time for today guys um i hope you listen to the next segment in this episode and you're listening to Life with Imani Margria. So I'm going to do a short, in the interval between the indie author's tips, the um, writing your book and publishing your book. Since love is in the air and you know that Valentine's Day is coming up, I actually want to do a few kind of dating Q&As. Well, first one's going to be a dating Q&A and it's going to be from my perspective and then maybe next week I will actually sit down with a friend and I'll do her perspective and we'll kind of have a chat. I'll basically, we'll have her answer the same questions I'm going to answer today. And then the next episode I'm going to do will actually be a relationships Q&A. So you guys can kind of get, this is just my advice, this is what I do, so you guys don't necessarily have to do the same thing, but this is just kind of what I do when it comes to, in regards of dating or relationships in the next episode. So today is the dating Q&A, so I kind of want to talk about from a woman's perspective, at least my perspective, and basically what do I do when it comes to dating? Now, I've seen, I told you, I started watching a lot of videos from the guy's perspective and kind of got an an idea of what they do when it comes to actually dating. And so things that are like their pet peeves and things like that. So one of the things that um, they were reviewing a video where a girl says that she complains to Dr. Phil about how she's such a great catch and everything and she can't understand why she's single because 
you know, she's such an amazing person. And then the first thing she says is that as soon as she meets these people before even like introducing herself, she says, do you have a girlfriend? Doesn't say what her name is. Doesn't introduce herself. Now, most guys, I feel like most people, if you just come off the bat and say, do you have a girlfriend or boyfriend? Like you get off and you feel weird. You know, and I know that happens with me. So when guys come up to me and they ask me, like, do you have a boyfriend? And that happens to me, actually, a lot. When guys ask me that before you even introduce yourself. I kind of look at you like, yo, you don't even say hi. You don't ask, you don't ask my name. You're not trying to get to know me. So I really don't understand, like, what right do you have to ask me if I have a boyfriend or not? You know, so I kind of do get, like, you know... Why is that the first thing that comes out of your mouth? So when it comes to dating, when do you ask, do you have a girlfriend or boyfriend? Now, in my experience, I don't normally have to say it off the gate. Um, I normally like, you know, build up and everything. And so most of the time I get the guys ask me after we start actually talking, before we actually go onto an official date. They will ask me and then I'll just ask in in response. So they say, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And I say, no, I don't. What about you? Because, you know, it's good to clarify that. So if he comes up later and I see that, you know, he's got a, a chick on the side, then I can sit there and be like, yo, look at this. You said, <laughs> you know, or some magical girlfriend. Now, lucky for me, that hasn't, I think that only happened once. I had no knowledge that this guy was trying to get back with his ex or whatever at the time that we were talking. And then I dumped him off, like, literally blocked him off the face of the earth. Because I was like, I'm not the type of chick to fuck with like that. So, um, if I find out that you lied to me and we're dating and I specifically ask you, like, okay, so, you know, be truthful. I'll tell people from the beginning. Be honest with me. Don't lie to me about things like that. Like, that's something that I will literally end the relationship for if you lie to me about something like that. Because I'm not going to be in no crazy reality show like drama where I will literally, like, you can have this fool. I had no idea you existed. I am done. You know, the fact that he. Because for me, if you're trying to kick it to a person while you have a. You're actually in a relationship. It shows how much dis- how much you disregard that person, how much you don't care about them, and it should no matter how much you want to sit there and say you love that person, the fact that you are playing them with another person. Actually, you're playing both of the people because if the girl doesn't have a knowledge of that other person, then you're making that person seem like the bad guy, even though she has no idea of who they are. So I will literally say, flash the deuces and leave. Cause, and block that person from the face of the earth. So, I am just really, that's a big pet peeve of me. So, when do I ask it? Most, in my experience at least, I literally did not have to be the person to initiate. Do you have a girlfriend? There are sometimes, I think there was once or twice that I had to ask because the way the person acted was very strange. And I didn't ask at first. And so, since I want to make sure that if you were talking, then you're, I'm the only one you're talking to and you're not talking to anyone else, I will clarify. I'm like, so, are you sure that you're single or are you sure that you're, you don't have a girlfriend? And I only say that if, it, if I see any evidence that you might have been with somebody else or I might have heard from somebody say otherwise. So, next question. When do you start seeing a future with someone? Now, I put this in the dating Q&A because one of the videos I saw, the guys were talking about how the girl that they were analyzing from the Dr. Phil video had already saw, started seeing a future with this person when she saw them. Now, has that ever happened to me when I was younger? Yes. I'm not going to lie. Like, nah, that never happened to me. No. When I was younger, I was very much, um, you know hopeless romantic I would see a future with like if I really have a connection with you I would see a future with you within like the first few times of dating you but I keep that to myself I don't normally (coughs) you won't notice that I've you know I'm seeing a future with you or I might have you know started seeing you serious until much later now when I was younger I was a little bit more open but now I'm like if that ever happens you I normally keep that to myself because 
depending on how early it happens, it, I, I know that some guys might flee. Or somebody, like, you start saying that, and then they'll close off. But lucky for me, I haven't had guys where it happened immediately. It was mostly guys where it was just, like, it happened when we actually started dating. When we were in a relationship. Well, when we were actually in a relationship. So that's when I started to actually see a, relation, a future with that person because I had already seen parts of them that most people hadn't seen I actually was able to start opening up to them and trusting them and so that's when I actually said like oh I can maybe see a future with them now does that mean babies and everything no most likely what I mean see a future I mean like okay I can move in with this person okay we might actually be able to make it to like you know I might say now for me to think about marriage and stuff like that we have to be together for a while or you have to have such an impact on me that I will automatically see that things that are that deep it takes a lot more than just like having a pretty face and being a suave debonair to actually get me to see that type of future so do I see it when I'm dating not no not now that's not a thing so next question when do you feel you need to be in a relationship so this actually goes in to that should probably be in the next episode with a relationship Q&A but I guess I kind of and also one of the later questions so I could use it as like okay when do you feel like you need to date or instead of being in a relationship so I will actually push that for the next episode <laughs> or for later because there's actually a question that's very similar to that. So when do you feel you need to date? Now, I feel like no one really needs to date. Now, if you're actually thinking about you want to get back out there so you can get into a relationship, you feel like you're ready to actually emotionally, emotionally, physically, and mentally commit to a relationship and your life is good, then you should. And when I mean life is good, I mean like you have your shit together. Like... <coughs> Especially if you're in, this is, if you're more like past 25. Sorry guys, my throat is still kind of wonky. So, basically, um, when I'm talking about when you need to actually date or you're thinking about being in a relationship, I'm talking from a perspective of a 28-year-old woman. And being someone who's at that age, I guess some people might think, oh, you're getting close to thinking about settling down, having kids, getting married, and stuff like that. So when do you, should you feel like you need to be dating? I dated a lot more when I was younger than I date now because I feel like there's what I'm looking for now is different than what I was looking for back then. Uh, do I feel a need to actually date? Not necessarily. I literally started like a Match.com profile and never followed through with it because I got so many responses. I was just like, okay, I'm done with the site. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I just couldn't. It was just too much. It was very overwhelming. Now, when do I feel like you need to to date or if you feel like you're ready to actually you think like you're ready to be in a relationship and you want to find someone new or you just want to like you know let's say you're younger you're just looking for fun and you're not looking for anything serious then you can start dating um how you date that's up to you but i feel like if you're looking for something serious like a serious relationship you're looking to settle down like get married have kids the whole um the whole thing then I feel like you need to make sure that just like when you're re- you're about to have a kid or you're about to like actually start a family, you need to think about like your financial setup, make sure that you're financially okay, your health is okay, like not just being fit doesn't mean anything if you really don't have, you're not financially set up, you have your own situation going, you're not living at home with your parents. That's okay for a while, but you're still in your late 20s and you're living at home with your parents. It could be a little bit... It's okay if you find someone that's okay with that. You know, me personally, if I, if I don't really care about that. If you're helping your family out, you're paying bills, whatever, I understand. So I never really judge a guy because of that. As long as you're willing to, like, move on your own soon. 
So like once you feel like they're set or you get something, you get enough money that you help them so that they, they'll be set without you and then you move on your own, that's fine because, you know, I can't talk. I'm still living with my family. But, you know, so if you're helping with them and you're not just sitting at home freeloading, that's fine. <laughs> but I feel like that is one thing that if you're, if you're independent financially, and physically independent from your family and you're so basically you all your bills are paid you don't have any type of like debt whatever I feel like it's the best time mentally and physically like you know you go to the gym you work out and your mental state is is great that's the best time to be in a relationship you know especially also if your career is like at a place where you're at a place in your career that you feel like you're good like you, you, you know where you're going to be. You're at a place where, you know what direction you're heading. You're great at going in that direction. Then that's the perfect time to actually be in a relationship because you're already stable. You're leveled out. You're sta- stable. You're ready to like actually be in a commit committed relationship. So because everything is good for you, you're just missing that queen to basically be on your side and help you like help your incline basically your rise as you continue you know succeeding in your life so that for me is the most important time to actually be thinking about being in a relationship if you are lacking in one of those areas you will feel stress if you're in a relationship and it might like you know everybody goes to a honeymoon phase it's like the first year of your relationship first one or two years of your relationship and everything feels perfect but you will see a decline in your happiness if you're not set in certain areas so if and that's actually what can lead up to a lot of breakups because you feel like less of yourself and that can be a problem it can be a stressor for yourself and then that stress that's on you is going to basically emanate to your partner and it's gonna create stress within the relationship itself so when you're basically good is when I would say is the best time that you feel like you need to be dating again um if you're younger then it really doesn't matter because most likely you'll be doing it whatever just because you want to is not necessarily because you're trying to settle down with somebody um do you date often or when you feel like it all right so this question is kind of like how like how often do you date? Do you go out like for a date at each week or do you basically date when you feel like you're okay with it? Like I said before, like so if you're a person who feels like you need to be in a relationship or you can't be without like you can't function without being in a relationship, you're more likely to date often. So even if, you know, a relationship doesn't go well or dating, you're dating somebody and doesn't go well, you're most likely to like end that situation and then hop on to something else. You're going to basically like try to find someone else to fill that void. But that is for me is kind of toxic, especially if you have your stuff taken care of. But if you like if you're so dependent on somebody else or somebody else for happiness, it can be very toxic. And so my thing when it comes to actually dating is you should probably do it when you're ready. So when you feel like it, when it's, it shouldn't be like, you know, you have to date. Like it's like basically your second career because you're dating so much, you might as well get paid for it. So it's best for you to actually, I tend to date when I feel like it. So I'm not currently in a state where it's like, okay, I have to be like, you know, have all these guys in my phone that I've dated and, you know, all that's not me. <laughs> Maybe when I was younger, I had guys in my phone that I would date. Like, I would, like, each weekend I was out. I was never home on the weekend. Now I'm more, like, I'm more focused on my career and, like, building myself as a person and creating my own happiness instead of being dependent on somebody else for happiness or basically to feel happy. Because I feel so many people are so dependent on other people for happiness. That 
their stuff isn't straight but they're they're dependent on somebody else to be in a relationship with someone else to make them feel happy but then you're devoting time and resources to something that you're not ready for you know this is like buying a house when you don't have the money for it or you have the bare minimum but you don't have the money for the extra expenses like taxes and stuff like that for the repairs you're gonna have to make on that house think of a relationship as that you can't just be able to just pay the down payment and can't pay the monthly mortgage payments or be able to pay like any repairs that's gonna have to go into that property you have to be willing to divulge not only your time but you're gonna divulge money uh resources you have to be able to spice things up every once in a while you're going to be able to take them places so that's going to be gas money you're going to be spending unless the person drives you know it's a lot that you have to put into this relationship valentine's day comes up you're going to have to what um you know pay for roses candy stuff like that so you're going to have a fancy dinner that you probably can't really pay for on your budget take on trips it's a lot that you have to do so if you're not in like a if your career and your life is not at a point where you can financially be able to support all that or be able to like um, devote so much time and energy into it and resources then it's probably best not to date as much and maybe focus like do it when you feel like it do it when you're ready to do it so do it when you know you have the resources to do it if you don't it's best to drop the dating so often you know try to find your own happiness try to build yourself you know build your own success focus on your career focus on your health and build your inner happiness so that way you're not dependent so much on somebody else and once you do that then it's okay to actually find someone who basically helps build on that happiness not someone who you have to depend on for happiness but someone who helps add on to your own existing happiness helps to basically help elevate your own sense of basically content like yourself like your your own joy and stuff like that so yeah so when it comes to me i date whenever i feel like it so I'm not a person. Before I dated often, now I feel when I when I feel like it basically. Um next question. Do you talk to multiple people at a time before choosing one to date? Okay, so if you guys are from a different part of the world where you don't know what talking is. When I didn't know about this until probably a few years ago. Well, when you're talking about talking to someone, it's basically before you actually start dating. So I used to use dating within the time that you're t- the talking period up until like when you're actually going to physical dates and then after that is when you are in a relationship if you've committed to that person decided to be in a, an actual relationship with them so talking period for those people who were, were like how how I was like a few years ago don't understand it's the period where you're just getting to know them before you've actually some people mm, use it even when you're talking about some when the dating period and you're actually going on dates with them but i use it when i'm talking about it i'm talking the talking period just to get to know that person so it's like this is when you're going on tiny dates not necessarily the huge dates like going for dinner going to the movies doing this and i'm talking about like when you go get coffee to someone you're trying to get to know them that type of that would be considered the talking period when you're texting them trying to get to know more about them you know whatever your outlet is to get to know them um that's what i'm referring to when i mean talking um so do i talk to multiple people at a time before choosing a date i normally don't not anymore and i'm gonna be straight when i was younger i'm gonna be upfront with you guys and just tell like yeah when I was younger I would talk to multiple people at a time you know try to get to know them and then like whoever I had the most connection with I would normally get rid of the others and then pick that one to move on to the dating like actually going on dates with so um now I think I kind of grew out of that because I was sick and tired of like having to deal with so many people at a time and 
it's just it, it gets tiring and it just gets annoying so I'm more like somebody who will if I find somebody interesting and then we start talking and we realize we have a lot in common and basically we'll sit there so basically if we see we have a lot in common and things like that then I'm more likely to actually start talking to that one person and then after we've gone out on a few like you know coffee dates and stuff like that then I will actually decide to move on to the dating like we'll decide if we're gonna move on to the dating um to start actually dating so yeah my answer to that would be like no I don't not anymore do you go dutch on a date or let the guy pay so when I was younger I used to you know I felt like if a guy didn't pay for you when you're going on a date it's like how dare you but I was young and dumb you know we do that shit but now it's like for my dates normally my first the first day I ever if I choose to date a guy the first date I ever go on I tend to plan out myself and I pay for so I'll plan out the date and I will pay for everything on that date. And then, you know, that way it shows the guy that like, I don't need you to necessarily pay for anything. You know, if you feel like you want to pay for a date, that's fine. Uh, I tend to like get guys who want to pay for stuff. So it's not like, but I have a, like now that I'm older, I kind of feel weird to letting like the guy pay for it. <laughs> so I will most likely try to go Dutch as much as I can, but like I said, I tend to get guys that will pay for me. Like even if I say like I'll pay for it, they'll be like, "No, put your wallet away." <laughs> so that's like, but I tend to like the first date I pay for, uh, the final date I pay for too. So when I mean final date, my thing is a five date rule, and this is not. Fu- I have five big dates before I actually decide if I'm going to actually start um before we transition into like actually seriously dating before becoming in a relationship so the five big dates the first one is something that I would do probably some it's basically I would pick activities I normally like to do uh restaurants that I've been to that I like and I want to share with that person so we can places that we can hear each other so I tend to not go to dance clubs on the first date I hate that so you can't hear anybody when you go to a dance club when there's loud music all around you can't really get to know or vibe with that person if you have like you know bachata meninga it blaring in the background that's great for like maybe the third or fourth date so the first date, I always try to make sure it's someplace like, uh, let's say, um, there's a few spots that I know in New York that are really nice. Um, a few of the rooftop gardens that are over there that have amazing drinks. And we might go there, drink, get to know each other, and then let's say we'll go to like either the opera or the museum and stuff like that. I pick places specifically by um, by what I like to do on the first date because I want them to get to know me. And I also want to see if they're open-minded. So if a person's open-minded to go to these places with me and I see that they're enjoying themselves, doing things that I would normally do on my own, then it shows me that they'll be open-minded during the relationship. So I normally use that as like kind of fill, fill out where this person's mind is. And I also get to get an idea of like where they're like basically um, kind of their personality, I guess. So when it comes to the next three, it kind of is in between. So if a guy is someone who likes to pay for women and whatever, and they don't really, you know, it's probably would have been just to get that first date, it would be a struggle because it's like if they're used to paying for somebody or used to or wants to pay for the woman they're less likely to actually sit there and just let you pay for that first date they'll most likely pay for the 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 three next dates but normally I like to it be up and down so like you know maybe he pays for second I pay for third he pays for the fourth I pay for the fifth that way it's like you know um 
and the fifth date is just like a really big date so I'm not gonna really go into the details on that so I don't want this whole like episode to be all about this but yeah so it's kind of 50 50 I guess uh, when is it okay to cook for a guy you're dating Oh, this is something else I saw in the video where the girl says that she like literally had a date with this guy and said that she immediately cooked for him the next time, the next day or something like that. I was like, oh, I think I felt my skin crawl. Like it depends because some guys, I'm not going to lie, some guys will be like, you know, they don't mind doing cooking, cook dates. Like when you're cooking and dating, like, I don't know, hold on. (laughs) I think I just tongue twister. Dates where you're cooking together so dates where you're like cooking together in like you'll pick whose apartment you want to go to or whose place you want to cook uh you want to cook at set up a nice romantic setting get some wine and stuff like that so that's fine if that's your date then that's fine but if you're just doing it spontaneously after you've already slept with this person like the first time and it's like or after you dated with them and spent the night if you did not necessarily sleep with them. I don't think you should cook the next day, especially if you're at their house. I feel like you you can offer to like, hey, let's go get some food. So let's go to like, I don't know, let's go to um, a diner. Something like that where it's not gonna be creepy if you're just rummaging through his stuff and trying to actually cook you know like you're just rummaging through everything and just like touching his his food and stuff and cooking something you know I feel like I normally don't start cooking for guys until after I've been dating them for a while or actually probably not in well I do sometimes I will do like the cooking date depending on what the guy is into but I tend to like when actually cooking for for them and going like if I'm in their apartment or their their house I tend to wait until we've actually gotten past the first five dates and we've actually started to seriously commit to one another like actually when we're basically when we decide that we're like okay now we're like boyfriend and girlfriend because after the fifth date is when we consider ourselves to be boyfriend and girlfriend that does not mean that we're publicly out so, let's see. What's your dating period? I have already discussed this, I guess. <laughs> My dating period is, I try to keep it to six months when it comes to when I actually, and, and that's including the talking period. So, I don't even include the talking period within the dating period. So, actually, the dating period is aside from that. But the dating period for me is when we start going on physical dates. So... I would say around six months is when I would normally be dating that person. And then after that six months, I would actually start considering them my boyfriend. Like, we'll consider you, well, boyfriend and girlfriend. Most of the time I have, most of the guys I've dated, they'll consider me a girlfriend way before (laughs) this period. This is my own period that I normally don't discuss with them. Sometimes I will if they ask me, but I tend to not really say anything about it it's just like I don't really call someone a boyfriend until like about six months and I normally don't even put my relationship out there since unless it's been more than like a year or so so I won't even put it like Facebook official and stuff and I'll talk more about that in the next episode about when do I actually make stuff like open okay so when do you transition from dating someone to being in a relationship with someone So, like I said, and so the dating period actually crossed into this. So, I actually, in a relationship with someone for me is a year. Now, there is a period in between like where you're seriously dating someone and that's when I call you my boyfriend, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're in a serious relationship at that point because that's still kind of like the honeymoon stage. Like that whole period is still the honeymoon stage. So anything can happen within that time period. So I'm less likely to actually, like, I might put that I'm in a relationship on social media, but I won't necessarily tag that person in it. I will 
keep it very close to the chest. I like most of my relationships. I don't put it out there anymore. I used to, well, I didn't really put it out there that much with my ex either. But I might put like small things. But I don't really put everything out there anymore like I used to. So, um, I, I would say probably the transition time for me to actually be from dating someone to being in a relationship with someone the answer is a year um when do you introduce someone you're dating to family and or friends now getting into this is a little tricky because i know some people like to do it early i am very against doing it early now why is that if anything happens like i said the first year that you're with this person when you're dating this person is the honeymoon phase so this is a phase where it's like gonna feel great it looks like it's gonna last forever but that final month that transition is gonna be the transition in between that's the moment the few weeks or so that you decide whether or not you're gonna continue this relationship um is this something that you're gonna want to put out there is it something that's going to last you know do you guys see yourself continue on your relationship a longer relationship or maybe you know one person might get bored of the other and it starts slipping up who knows what the scenario is but that's like the breaking period so that's why I advise people especially if they don't your family is automatically to embrace your family and friends will automatically embrace them and put them out there put it on social media it's probably best not to have them around your family and friends if they're that type of people if they're gonna post photos of you guys together invite to everything I feel like no you need to you need to pull back because if it doesn't work out then you're gonna look like boo boo the fool boo boo the fool so I'm just saying it's best for you to actually probably wait um for me because I will normally tell family and friends like what the situation is beforehand I'm like if you want to post photos I tell them normally wait the year mark when I'm actually official with them so before they start posting photos so we will normally not post photos until we'll take the photos but we won't post photos until that year mark um what else When do you, yeah, okay, so when it comes to friends, friends will normally, depending on who they are, um, will normally find out about it probably before I even let my family know. Well, actually, no, most likely before my family knows because they're more likely, I tell my friends probably more about relationships than I tell my family. So they will know about it while I'm like actually talking to the person while I'm dating them. But even now, I've been very close to the best about who I've talked talk to. There's only, like, maybe two or three people I actually open up about it. Maybe about six, but... But they will know during that period. Now, when do I actually start bringing them around, like, introducing them in person? It could take everything from, like, within, like, my last boyfriend, my ex. Like, it took within, like, I guess the first second time I met him so probably like two three weeks um other ones have met my family before like they met they met them before we actually started becoming official but most of the times it's it's pretty quick before it was pretty quick now I'm a little bit like you know let's let's slow down slow your roll you know I want to see where I am with that person before I come out and just you know push everybody on this person uh, so friends will find out first, um, most likely during the dating period. Family will probably find out within the six-month period, normally during the summer or spring, even fall when it's nice and warm, not during the winter. I tend to not go out that much during the winter. Um, but yeah, so I normally six months for family, friends, almost immediately. But yeah. The important of this Q, so that's it from the questions for this um, Q&A, this dating Q&A. When it comes for me, the reason I want to do this 
um, again, we'll, we'll probably talk more about this or I'll, I'll do a session where I'm asking these same questions to my friends and you'll get to know their perspective on basically what they do in relationships. And I feel like it's good to get an idea of what different women like, um, how, uh, it also gets kind of basically, it shows that not all women are basically the same or we might be same and we might be the same on certain circumstances. So when it comes to me and dating, I tend to be probably a little bit more closed vest about like when it comes to broadcasting myself out there. And as you'll find out in the relationships Q&A, I am like that with my relationships as well, especially if a dating, if somebody I'm dating is able to move on to the next step, which is being in a relationship. So... This, I, I, I kind of, when it comes to me, I tend to like think I'm a little bit different than most girls because I notice some of my answers can be more like my, my guy friends than my girlfriends because I tend to be a little, um, less open about certain things. I tend to be more to the vest about certain things. I tend to actually be. Uh, less irrational about certain decisions like yes I like I said before for a perfect example uh when do you start seeing a future with someone um when I was younger I swear it was like almost immediately but now I'm like (laughs) okay (laughs) I I laugh at my younger face at my younger self for even thinking that you know it's now it's more like okay it takes a little bit longer for I can before I can actually get to that point um I'm a little bit more my my idea of like when do I see a future with somebody actually is matured so this is the dating Q&A with Amani Mercury yes I hope you enjoyed see you tomorrow or (laughs) 